Hello, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host with the most, Bryant the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew, the diabetic dynamo himself, Dobes, Hello. and Brendan, the producer, Pika. Welcome in Hey-o. for our Week 11 recap episode. Uh, guys, how did Week 11 treat you two? It was something. It was a weird <laughs> week. It was... Wow, great answer. Filled yeah. with a ton of weird stuff. Ups, yeah, downs. Mine, uh, mine's yeah. pending. Uh, Bryant, we are currently playing each other and it's coming down to this Monday night once again. It's coming down to God. Yeah, I swear I, every week it comes a Monday night for, for Brendan. So. I've got a pretty, pretty healthy healthy lead, uh, but Godwin's yeah. a pretty good player. And uh, we're tied for, what, third place right now in our league? So the stakes are high. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel confident. So we'll we'll see how it turns out. Uh, Week 11, there was a lot going on for pretty much every team has a pretty major storyline. Yeah. Um, But something that we can't quite tell our listeners yet is our game predictors. Uh, Andrew, I predicted Seahawks being the Cardinals. You predicted the Washington team beating Cincinnati, which uh-huh. I will add an asterisk because of Joe Burrow, no, but whatever. It doesn't you get matter. The dub. doesn't matter. It's coming down it. to the Rams versus Tampa Bay. Uh, I chose Tampa Bay. You yep. chose LA. And right now it's tied. <laughs> so, it is tied. Um, man. No, actually, gonna... Fournette just ran it in. As you spoke, oh. Fournette just ran it in 14-7. There you there go. go. Eight minutes left in the second. Timestamp this recording. Feeling good this about is, the Bucks. Now you know when we're recording this. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah. So we will we'll give you that update when it gets to our uh, week twelve preview episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I have what a eight to two lead on you. Eight two. It's eight two. I like it Soon and looking eight, forward to nine two. Nah. Uh, Andrew, first, I will let you delve into yep. the injury list of week 11. Yeah, uh, three really notable injuries. Obviously, the big one, Joe Burrow, towards ACL and MCL. He's going to be out for the season, um, which really just obviously drops the value down for basically any Bengal. Um, really no no fantasy value yet for the quarterback, two, which I think is what Brian Finley. I don't even know. Uh, so nothing. Nothing fantasy, uh, nothing good for fantasy there. Next up, LaMichael P. Ryan. He suffered a high ankle sprain towards the end of the game. He's going to miss multiple weeks, potentially the rest of the season, because obviously there's no way Jets are making the playoffs. So it's going to be all Frank Gore from there. Uh, and last but not least, Rex Burkhead left the game with a knee injury. Uh, they are fearing the worst. It could be a possible ACL tear, meaning his season will be over. And James White will take over as the uh, receiving back. So those are the three notable ones. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about more injuries that pop up and go more in depth in the week 12 recap. So, Andrew, we can just jump right into our booms and busts of the week. Starting Mm -hmm. out, Andrew, would you prefer to start with the booms or start with the least modes? You know what? We always start with the beast mode. Let's go least mode first. All right, we will break down the busts of week 11, which we lovingly call players who went least mode. I'll start first. I'm going to say the Bengals without Joe Burrow. Uh, I was somebody who was very excited about this Bengals offense. I made a trade the previous week for Joe Mixon. Earlier this season, I traded for Joe Burrow. 
uh, and I'm also a T. Higgins owner. So this was a big old kick in the crotch, and uh, I was very sad to see how this offense functioned without Joe Burrow. It's not good. I think it torpedoes everybody's value. Uh, Joe Mixon, who is on IR right now, uh, but the running back definitely takes a big hit in value. T. Higgins, I don't think is... I don't even think he's usable right now. Right now, Ryan Finley is the backup quarterback, and he did not show anything in Burrow's absence. Tyler Boyd goes from a every week starter to back and flex at best until we see what this offense looks like. But I think it's going to be gross. The Bengals, a big least mode this week. Uh, that's funny. I went a similar route. I just <laughs> I just put down the Lions. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> uh, That's what the shut L in Lions stands for. Yeah. Losers. Jeez. Uh, and the S stands for shutout, apparently, because they lost 20 to nothing uh, this week against the Carolina Panthers. They put up a good old goose egg. It, this team just couldn't get anything going. The ground game was terrible. Adrian Peterson got 18 yards. Carryon Johnson got 17 yards. Um, no one really had a good receiving game. Hawkinson had an okay game for a tight end, but other than that, no good performances whatsoever. You could tell they're really missing Kenny Galladay, and they really do miss DeAndre Swift. It was a terrible performance, terrible defense, terrible offense all around. Just, just bad. It doesn't look good for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it was not a good look. Uh, I will say, if it's any consolation, which I'm sure it's not, uh, Marvin Jones did have a long touchdown overturned and a holding call. So that doesn't make you feel any better <laughs> if you own either no. Stafford or Jones. Uh, but know that you know there was some offensive juice. It just did not count. <laughs> so yeah, and, that and sucks. They got, they got an early week this Thursday as well. So Swift and Galladay might not be able to come back. We'll let you know in the recap or preview episode. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and Andrew, here's a hot take for you. Let's go. Alvin Kamara takes. is a least oh. mode player this week. Whoa. Uh, I am a Kamara owner. I love Kamara and his talent this season. He has been incredible and you might be shocked because he scored a touchdown this past week. However, uh, this entire game plan for the Saints team has flipped with Taysom Hill in instead of Drew Brees. And I'm really worried for what Taysom Hill is going to do with Alvin Kamara's value. This past week was the first week in Alvin Kamara's short time in the NFL that he has not logged a reception. Mm. That's not good. Kamara, you know, he's one of those players who he does a lot of his damage through the air. He's that dump off player and he's just slippery enough to make some magic. He didn't get a single one of those with Taysom Hill. Uh, with Drew Brees, once the pocket starts to collapse, he just dumps it off to Kamara, and Kamara will pick up yardage. Taysom Hill, when the pocket starts to collapse, he tries to run away. So that's really, I feel, going to be a huge detriment to Kamara's value. This is a hot take, um, but I, I do believe it. With Drew Brees being an IR and the season coming to an end, if your trade window is still open, I would recommend trying to trade Kamara. I don't think his Ooh. value. He scored this past week, so perception of him is still the leading still running back. High, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can trade him, and I'm not looking to give him away. He's still an elite running back. But if you can trade him straight up for Derrick Henry or Aaron Ooh. Jones and a stud wide receiver, I think you could get some magic and do something that can help your team with this playoff push. I think. 
Kamara is going to, uh, I think you saw the high water mark this season for Kamara, especially with Taysom Hill. Nice. It, it's kind of hard to argue against that. You know, no receptions. That's kind of what Kamara does best is running and receiving and you take out receiving and that's almost half his points gone. So I uh, yeah. definitely understand that there. I'm going to go with quarterback Tua Tungavailoa for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, just a, a terrible game, 83 yards. He did get a touchdown. Not a lot of, you know, errors, no interceptions, no fumbles, but he went 11 for 20. Uh, he did have that really good play, uh, the Devontae Parker touchdown. I, that was awesome. But other than that, they really couldn't get anything going. Um, they just kind of ran the ball a lot, and, and they lost the Denver Broncos. It was just very unfortunate. Tua got subbed out in the fourth quarter for Ryan Fitzpatrick because head coach Brian Flores said that he believed that Fitzpatrick gave the best uh, chance of beating the Denver Broncos in the fourth quarter over Tua. Now, Tua is still the starter for this team. I'm hoping he can have a bounce-back game next week against the New York Jets. The odds are in his favor. It's the Jets. You can beat them, but you know, I he he can't be a starter week in and week out. Yeah, no, I... That's a really interesting point. Um, Tua is somebody that you know people were pretty hyped on. Now, Andrew, I know you were super hyped on Tua. I, I'm still uh, a little bit hyped. You know, he's still a rookie. You know, I'm still excited for his career as well. Um, but you know, we we kind of got spoiled recently with Herbert and Burrow. You know, we saw these rookies just looking incredible. So we mm-hmm. kind of forget there is a downside to these rookie quarterbacks and we saw it with Tua. So yeah. you definitely can't feel comfortable starting him uh, any week moving forward. Uh, my next least mode player is Naeem Hines. Um, 6.8 fantasy football points and a half point PPR against the Green Bay Packers. Not what you were hoping for against the league's most beatable rush defense. Naeem Hines let me down in major way. Uh, Taylor did more damage than Hines in the run game. And still, really, none of these running backs did the damage I expected them to do against the Green Bay Packers in their statement win. But man, Naeem Hines let me down. I was expecting a big big week, especially considering the week before week 11. Uh, He crushed it. So disappointing week from Naeem Hines in this Colts run game. Hey, I'm with you there. I started Hines over Taylor this week. So, oof. Uh, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> I know that feeling. So I'm going to go with the running back as well. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons running back, Todd Gurley. Now, he is kind of flying under the radar. He's the 12th best running back this season. He's averaging like 14 points a game. He's actually doing really well. Uh, not getting a lot of yardage, but he's getting a ton of touchdowns. He's got the red zone opportunity. Um, this is really his only week where he scored less than. I guess six points is his next best. But other than that, this is his third week where he scored less than 10. Uh, I thought this was going to be a very high scoring game against the New Orleans Saints. I thought there could maybe even be a chance that the Falcons could win this just because of the quarterback situation. Um, I played my card safe and picked the Saints, but I thought that maybe this can be a, a all around solid performance from the Falcons offense. And Todd Gurley didn't deliver on the game where they Kind of needed a superstar to step up. Uh, and yeah, they they really didn't. They they got swept. They couldn't get anything going on offense. So Todd Gurley, 
Um, really, I don't think has made a, a least mode or beast mode appearance yet, but his first one's on least. Yeah, man, I I think Todd Gurley, he was on my list as well. Um, you know, I think he's kind of fool's gold, and that's you know, that's a little harsh, but he's he so kind of is. touchdown I mean, dependent. Yeah, um, one game over 100 rushing. That's yeah, it. and, and when the Falcons see. are in the red zone a lot, that's a great role to have, and that's why he is a top 20 running back right now. However, on days like he had this past Sunday, if you're not in the red zone very much, Todd Gurley is not going to do that much for you. So, yeah, no, my next pick was Julio Jones. You know, Julio Jones was hurt, so it's not entirely on him. Two receptions for 39 yards. You know, that hurts you if you're a Julio owner, but we've seen it. Matt Ryan is straight garbage without Julio Jones. Um, If Julio Jones is not playing, this entire offense is shut down. Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, um, you know, it's just it's just an ugly showing um, by this Falcons team. Without Juju, or not without Juju, without Julio, <laughs> uh, these Falcon players are, are hands off. You know, in my yeah. in my opinion, I would still start Ridley, of course, moving forward, and Gurley. You have to uh, just because of the state of running backs. But man, this past week was ugly against a, a beatable Saints defense. So hopefully, Julio can can heal up because he is the the lifeblood of this team. And the Falcons really need him to show up on any given Sunday. Absolutely. Good movie, by the way. Um, Jeez. Getting, uh, I'm laughing at laugh my own at joke. Yourself? God, I laughed at my own joke. It was funny. It's just, you don't need to hold in your laughter, Brian. You can let it out. It's okay. Uh, my next player I'm going to go with is Duke Johnson, the running back for the Houston Texans. This is not the running back replacement that we thought. Uh, I kind of just thought it was David Johnson light. And this is just, this is even worse than that. (laughs) This is this second game or third game in a row where he's double digit snaps. He only got 15 yards, rushing yards last game in 10 snaps. That's an average of 1.5 yards per carry. That is terrible. They went up against New England defense who is not like they used to be. They are a very, very beatable defense. Uh, and man, he is he is terrible. He did have three receptions for 20 yards, so he hopefully didn't lose you a week if you're in a PPR league. But man, he really didn't help it. Uh, it's just now he's got one more matchup before David jo- David Johnson is eligible to come back, uh, and that is Thursday against the Detroit Lions. So the question that we are going to have to answer uh, on the Week 12 preview is whether or not to start him. Luckily, we got a couple of days to prepare for that. Yeah, no, I, I like that. That's that's a good point. Um, you know, my my next Lismo player is Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, he did suffer a little bit of an injury. He apparently stumbled on a rough flag, like, which is really I've never strange. seen that before. I've yeah, I thought he was joking before. at first, but yeah. no, apparently he did suffer a little bit of an injury there. Um, but yeah, four receptions for 19 yards. Certainly not not what you're hoping for after a game where he scored a touchdown and looked really good doing it. I, I think Juju is still supremely talented, but I think this offense is trying to phase him out. Uh, I've said this before. I firmly, firmly believe Juju Smith-Schuster is not going to be with the Steelers next season. Mm-hmm. And I think they've passed the torch to Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, who both had huge days. Uh, and I think are pretty clearly the future of that franchise. So Juju Smith-Schuster, he's still one of those players you 
you have to start just because you kick yourself if he goes off and you didn't start him. But a definitely a dif- disappointing performance in, in week 11 by Juju. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with a, another wide receiver here. I'm going to go with my boy Jamison Crowder from the New York Jets. Uh, Your boy. It's my boy. I, I love him. But, man, without Sam Darnold, Crowder is it's just not good. And I think that's mainly because Flacco really looks to go deep. It's uh, kind of he, he likes to go outside rather than just a a quick dump off on the inside to uh, to Crowder that Darnold usually does. Um, so it, it was really like Brashard Perriman got more involved. Denzel Mims was more involved and Crowder just kind of stepped back a little bit. Um, without Sam Darnold, I'm honestly not interested in Crowder anymore. This game proved it. You can look at the stats when Flacco plays, when Flacco starting at quarterback versus Sam Darnold, there is I literally 10 less targets a game for Jameson Crowder. So uh, I'm not interested. That That's Crowder's value is being targeted so many times a game. And without that, he doesn't have any value. So I am benching Jameson Crowder until Sam Darnold comes back from injury. Yeah, no, I think that's that's reasonable. Um, and I don't think that's all that crazy. My final least mode player this week is Travis Fulgham, wide receiver for the Eagles. You know, with Jalen Rager emerging, I'm out on Travis Fulgham. He has disappeared uh, just as quickly as he emerged. Man, this is another disappointing week. He had one catch for eight yards. This was the final nail in the coffin. He was looking like a waiver wire darling and a potential league winner. Uh, But this Eagles offense looks tragically, tragically broken. Carson Wentz looks like a shell of what he was supposed to be. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he can't turn it around, but right now I'm not gambling with Fulgham. He is off my squad and I am picking up a different player. All right. My last player, speaking of gambling, uh, I'm going to go with Marquise Brown. Everyone do it with me right now. All right. Pause the podcast. Open up your fantasy league. Go to Marquise Brown. Do it with me. Click on his name and drop. There you go. Yeah. You don't need him on your team anymore. He put up a big fat goose egg, the goose egg player of the week. Uh, Only three targets against Tennessee. This was, I said it last, uh, Last week in the preview episode for week 11, I said, this is final week. This is final week. Everything should be in place for him to have a big game against Tennessee. And he didn't deliver. So I'm done with him. He's off my team. Um, Maybe next year, but they really got to work on some stuff. This offense as a whole is, is kind of struggling for the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, he, he's gone. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. I did mm-hmm. not have any shares of Marquise Brown this season, but if I did, he he's off he's my out. squad. He's a he's feast out. or famine type player, uh-huh. and there has been zero feast this season. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, we can definitely move on to a more happy subject. Let's, get happy. Let's talk about the beast mode players of the week. And Andrew, I have, I have a question for you, and we didn't prepare for this, so I'm That's just right. curious your answer. Yep. So you've been doing fantasy football how many years now? I almost ten. Almost ten. Nice. Yeah, almost I'm, ten. I'm, That's almost half my life. Nice. <laughs> Good math. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I've been doing it for about twelve years, so I'm right mm-hmm. there with you. Who are your top three all-time favorite football players to watch Ooh. play football? I'll go um, first since I, okay, I, I was thinking it. about it. Gives me time uh, to think. 
my number one is Calvin Johnson. I yeah. loved watching him play football. Just just an absolute monster of a man. He just played the game just differently. Uh, number two was Marshawn Lynch, uh, who we named this category Beast Mode after. Marshawn Lynch is a monster. He was just one of those players you just loved having in your lineup. <laughs> just watching him play. He was just out there having fun. Oh, man. And Jordy Nelson, just the underappreciated top five wide receiver year in, year out. Never got any respect. Just an absolute monster year after year. Uh, yeah, those are those are some good ones. I will say there's a special place in my heart for Maurice Jones-Drew. He was one of the first <laughs> players that I remember drafting. I did have him on a team with Kelvin Johnson in my first year playing. Oh, so magical. I got to put... I got to put Calvin Johnson uh, on the list. However, I will say Tyreek Hill might oh, be up there. Oh, that's a good one. He, I, I had him on that on his boom season, his first season, and it was just amazing seeing <laughs> him play. Really, I mean, he was honestly he changed in in my head. He kind of changed the way that offenses play. It, it yeah, they took away from the from the Megatrons, you know, the big physical jump ball guys to the tiny speedsters that can yeah. just beat you right off the rip. So Tyreek Hills is really got to be up there for me. Nice. That's a pretty good lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that. Those are good answers. Uh, so jumping into our beast mode players of the week, I'll start with somebody I was really excited about. Michael Pittman versus Green Bay Heck scored yeah. his first NFL touchdown. Congrats to Pittman. He looks like the real deal. Just add him to the list of awesome rookie wide receivers this mm-hmm. season. I think it's all golden moving forward. I think he has proven himself to be the clear wide receiver one on this team, and he's got the talent to do it. So Phil Rivers is going to feed him. It's not going to be Pascal. It's not going to be Hilton. Pittman's the number one for this team, and I think he is a solid floor wide receiver three week in, week out moving forward. Heck yeah. And if you listened to our uh, our waiver signings last week, you would have picked him up. Yeah, uh, he was on our list. So good on us. Uh, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the number one tight end for this week. Taysom Hill. Uh, (laughs) I say that you play quarterback, obviously. By now, you know what the deal is. He played. You can put him in tight end on ESPN leagues, which I hear that they're going to be changing soon, hopefully by uh, by this week. He had a he stepped it up, man. He really stepped it up. 233 passing yards, no passing touchdowns, but got two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, stealing them from Kamara. Jerk. Stealing them. Yeah, stealing them from really the rest of this offense. Now, Michael Thomas had a really good game, uh, but there was there was a lot of doubters, especially myself. Taysom Hill, man, he's he's really just the fantasy killer. Uh, and in multiple ways, he takes away value from the rest of the team. And if you're going up against him, he always scores a ton of points. So, um, yeah, he just he went beast. But what can I say? He had a really, really solid game and he kind of shut the haters up. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, Next up for me, I have Adam Thielen. This Vikings offense, you know, when they do decide to air it out, they can really get it done. You know, as much as I like to rag on the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen is a stud of a wide receiver. Eight Mm -hmm. receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns, and one of the most impressive touchdown catches you will ever see. Um, Man, 
when Cousins chooses to air it out, Thielen just reaps the rewards. Even Justin Jefferson got in on the action. But Adam Thielen, I think, was a bona fide wide receiver one this week and reminded people, you know, he may disappear for a little bit because of the team, but when he shows up, he shows up big. He's got the talent of a top five wide receiver, and he finally delivered in week 11. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go with quarterback again. I'm going to go with the quarterback who threw the most passing yards this week and tied for the most touchdowns. I'm talking about Justin Herbert. He made this list again. He finally got the win. Is it the new haircut? I don't know. Uh, but he looks like a 12-year-old. But he got the job done. 330, uh, sorry, 366 passing yards. Three TDs, no interceptions. Uh, he threw the ball 49 times, which is a heck of a lot for a rookie quarterback. He got the win, which was the most important thing because that's what the Chargers have been struggling with this year, even though it was against the Jets. But, man, that connection to Keenan Allen, I don't know if there's much better. 16 receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown for Keenan Allen. That was amazing. Mike Williams got it done as well. Uh, and with the questionable run game, they're just going to keep throwing it. And they, they have faith in Herbert, and he can really get it done. So Herbert, again, made the beast mode list. Yeah, no, that's a great, great pick. I, I love Herbert. Uh, and feeding into that, Keenan Allen, like you said, yep, showed absolutely. out in a major way. 19 targets. Herbert, you know, the I think the biggest thing we can give Herbert credit for is he knows who to throw it to. You know, he's mm-hmm. not going to be stupid and try to, yeah. You know, there's, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. You know, when you play Madden with your friends, yeah. you know, if you have that one time. difference maker on your team, you give them the ball. You're not stupid. Yep. You know, you know who's going to be the difference maker. And it's Keenan Allen for Justin Herbert. 19 targets is insane Jeez. in 16 19. receptions. I mean, that's that's some precision. He's getting the yardage. He's getting the touchdowns. This is what people were hoping Keenan Allen could be if he finally got the opportunity. He's always been kind of a PPR stud, uh, but now he's getting it done in standard and PPR. Keenan Allen is, I'm sure, very thankful for Justin Herbert this Thanksgiving because I know I am. Keenan Allen showed up in a huge way, and I think he is in the wide receiver one realm where he deserves to be. Absolutely. I'm going to go with a running back, someone who, after the third quarter, almost made my least mode list, but had an amazing fourth quarter. That's Derrick Henry running back for the Tennessee Titans. He really stepped it up in that fourth quarter against the Baltimore Ravens and got the win. He had the most carries this week, the most rushing yards this week, and a touchdown. 28 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown. This man is amazing. He is a beast. I, there's not much to say. It's Derrick Henry. He he really is just phenomenal. He's a behemoth of a man. Um, again, I I almost put him on, on at least mode until that fourth quarter where he just really turned it up. And that that's really his specialty as the the further on the game gets the stronger he is so really just a that to me that's the definition of beast mode just that fourth quarter drive from derrick henry it's just amazing yeah i think that's a great pick my next beast mode player is chase claypool versus jacksonville 59 yards and a touchdowns uh yeah. yeah man he he's been a great rookie wide receiver 10 touchdowns in 10 games in his rookie season you know uh, I still think Deontay Johnson is the wide receiver one in this offense Mm -hmm. when he's healthy, but Chase Claypool is not all that far behind him. 
you know, I don't know if you remember back when it was uh, Antonio Brown and totally blanking. Mike um, Wallace, wasn't it? Mike Wallace. Yeah. yeah Mike and Wallace. they were both just absolute studs in this offense. Yeah. I think we're going to get that again. You know, it's Deontay Johnson, one, Chase Claypool, one B, and a distant third, <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Or uh, but Chase Claypool, next season. But... Well, I yeah, think sorry, even this sorry, season. Uh, um, next season, it's going to be, it's just going to be amazing. I was going to compare him to, uh, to basically what the Atlanta Falcons were last year, which is two like yeah. almost top 10 receivers. I think that's yeah. a, a, a high possibility for next season. Yeah. Two alphas. Uh, yeah, I dig it. Chase Claypool, you know, he's proving he's not a fluke. Maple Tron is legit and here to stay. He was a beastman player yet again this week. Good old Maple Tron. Love the nickname. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm going to move on running back Denver Broncos. Melvin Gordon. It's time for me to eat crow. Melvin Gordon was in my, <laughs> uh, my nays of the week. He was in my nays of the week. I said, don't start him. They really, they, they split it a lot between Gordon and Philip Lindsay. But hey, Melvin Gordon got it done. 15 carries, 84 yards, and two TDs. Two TDs, which is tied for this week's best. Uh, I mean, it's two TDs, but, you know, still pretty good accomplishment. And they got the job done against Miami, who actually has a really, really uh, solid defense. I'm not going to say great. But, you know, they've gotten it done in the past couple of weeks. Dolphins are worse six and three, now six and four. So Melvin Gordon stepped it up and Philip Lindsay had a decent game, too. So maybe I was wrong about the Denver Broncos rushing game. Still a little hesitant, but, you know, Melvin Gordon did a is doing a good job convincing me. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. Um, and he certainly had a had a big day this past week. Um, you know, I think my next pick here is going to be Nelson Aguilar. There's a lot of crap given to Aguilar, as there should mm-hmm. be for a pretty big issue with drops. But he's shown up in a big way this year. People forget, you know, he was a first round pick by the Eagles a couple years back. Um, people really thought Henry Ruggs was going to just step in and be their solution. Uh, and myself, I was one of those people. I was thinking Ruggs was going to step in and, you know, own this role. But Aguilar is not only owning that role for this team, but producing in it. Uh, he had 88 yards and a touchdown. He's sneakily being a really good receiver this season. And I think he's one of those players that, you know, if you're in a pinch, he is an awesome flex option. You know, he does have that upside and uh, what appears to be a pretty safe floor. So Aguilar, by hook or by crook, it certainly surprises me this season. He was on the beast list for week 11, and uh, I think he deserves more attention than he's been given. Nice. All right. I got one more left. Uh, and that is the a guy who doesn't I mean, we, we talk about him a little bit, but really doesn't get a, enough credit, I think. And that's Travis Kelsey, number one tight end. Uh, I know I joke Taysom Hill, but really Kelsey is the number one tight end uh, this week and this year. Obviously, the last three games, he's gotten over 100 receiving yards, two touchdowns and 10 plus targets in the last three games that's 25 or more fantasy points each week if travis kelsey was a wide receiver he would be the fourth best wide receiver this season that is ridiculous kelsey man i mean what's to say about this guy he's seriously amazing this is three 100 plus yard games 
in a row. He is just, he's, he's the, like, a month-long beast mode player. He's, like, the beast mode of the month. He's just amazing. I feel like I just needed to give a little credit to some tight ends here, and Kelsey deserves that. Yeah, no, Kelsey is the undisputed TE1. Oh, uh, great. Certainly, in my opinion, and points scored. <laughs> so, probably everyone's, ever. Yeah, it should be everyone's they opinion should be. at this point. Yeah. But it's um, just, you know, give him some credit. So, yeah, yeah that well, was absolutely. my last one. Um, sure. Yeah, I'll go. I'll do two more quick. Two more. Rapid fire. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins, 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it was not a shared backfield this week. You know, it wasn't a bizarre Ingram, Dobbins, Edwards conglomerate. It was J.K. Dobbins getting the bulk of the work. And he produced. And he looks pretty clearly like the best running back on this team. I hope it's a changing of the guard. I hope it wasn't just a one-week thing. I hope the Ravens uh, switch over to J.K. Dobbins because he performed admirably in Week 11. And my Mm -hmm. final boom player of the week, Beast Mode, DJ Moore, 127 yards on seven receptions. Robbie Anderson started out flaming hot, and he has pretty quickly disappeared. He's been pretty much unusable these past couple weeks. And DJ Moore has stepped it up. Even without Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore is getting it done. I think he is the most physically talented wide receiver on this team. Um, With Curtis Samuel uh, rising in the target share and attention, I think it's going to be DJ Moore 1, Curtis Samuel 2, and I think Robbie Anderson is now the third on this team. Um, But yeah, DJ Moore was my pick for another Beast Mode Player of the Week. So Andrew... That wraps up our week 11 recap episode. Uh, Everybody, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. We will be recording a special preview episode later this week. It will have our Thanksgiving comparisons as well as our preview for all those games. Uh, Everybody, thank you so much for listening. If If we could ask you a small favor, if you could please leave us a review on whatever platform it is you are using to listen to us. It inspires us to keep going. It helps get the word out. And it helps bring this podcast to more people. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe, stay good at fantasy football, and we look forward to getting ready for week 12 together.